Welcome to the Pinstripe Valley Podcast, the halftime break edition. Although there is no halftime in baseball, I guess it'd be more of the all-star edition. What do you think, Shaw? I just immediately went to the NFL, dun-dun-dun, so I wasn't really listening to you. What are we talking about? I don't know, baseball, I think. Oh, that's a thing. Although there is I don't know, no... it's been like three days without baseball, so I don't know. I mean, there was the all-star game, but I guess that's not really baseball. It's just... I don't know what it is, but it's not baseball. It's just ball. At least it doesn't count now. I know, thank God. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, so, <laughs> someone... Well, that's what's funny. Someone on Twitter just recently asked, because, you know, Rob Manfred clearly hates baseball, and someone asked, like, what's is, has he done anything that's been good? And my response was like, uh, he made the All-Star game not count, and that's pretty much all I can think of. Like, that's it. You know what? At least that's something. <laughs> I, I, hey, give credit where credit's due. I, I approve of that. I hated the All-Star game counting. It was the it dumbest thing. It was the dumbest thing, thing. <laughs> yes. This was like, I think someone on Twitter, like Brian Kenny or someone, was arguing, like, uh, you see, oh yeah, with the tie game, it's like, oh, now it's, they're going into, um, you know, you know, changing players, like pinch hitting and everything, because, you know, it doesn't count anymore. And, like, they did that when it counted, which is why it was dumb. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was like, oh, now you get, like, players who only have one at bat and get pinch hit. That's literally what happened. It, yeah, it, it didn't matter. Nobody gave a crap. Exactly. So it's like, then that was why it was stupid, Brian. I was like, because they still played it like an all-star game. If you're going to make it count, then you probably shouldn't remove a Chris Sale or Max Scherzer in the first inning. Yeah. I feel like he never watched it when it counted and now thinks, like, rules are different. Maybe. Who knows? That's not how it works, though. Quite frankly, who cares? It doesn't count. That's it's just fun. It doesn't count. Aaron Judge hit a dinger that Luis Severino caught. It was adorable. Severino struck out Bryce Harper and Glaber recorded Judge's home run. It was amazing. And we're good. Yeah, you summed it up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That was the All-Star game, folks, and at least in terms of uh, what the Yankees did during it. I... So, you know, what all that mattered. Yeah. I kind of like how Judge in his first at-bat proved why he wasn't in the home run derby. He's like, because he wants to give someone else a chance. <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't need to do this. Yeah, it's like... What do I have it to do? It actually prove? ended up being a pretty decent home run derby, if you ask me. Oh, it's fun. That's the thing, like... Like, the new format is fun. Like, it's a fun format. It's way better than it used to be, you know? I agree. No, it was good. And Schwarber versus Harper in the final. That was a good final. Yeah, I mean... Although, you know, obviously Harper cheated. Oh, clearly. You know, obviously. They wouldn't dare have not win. You know, Cubs <laughs> fans have every right to complain and whine and... Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. gate. We'll be hearing about this for years. I thought you were gonna go with Ben Derby or something like that, Derb Gazi. <laughs> I like Derb Gazi. <laughs> As right now, that is the front runner for the name of this podcast episode. Someone, some, someone check Ron Harper's emails. <laughs> I'm really liking Derb Gazi too. <laughs> <laughs> Can that be the name of this podcast? <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, that'll, that'll just make sense. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, especially, hey. the, like, all the Yankee fans out there who probably didn't watch because Judge wasn't in it. Right. But, oh, I mean, otherwise, you know, it was, a, it was a good all-star game, you know, fun, lot, tons of dingers. I mean, I don't, I don't remember if there was a dinger, I mean, a run scored any other way but via dinger. I don't remember either, but I do believe it broke the record for the most, like, uh, dingers in an all-star game, so. Well, that's, that's the game now. Dingers. Gongs. <laughs> it was, I think it was, they actually hit double digits. It was ten home runs in the game. <laughs> Magnificent. That's, that's the kind of all-star game I like. Yes. Big, beefy dongs. But also, it's kind of a fun little, like, way to look at it where, Everyone complains about like how home runs are not going to get you anywhere in the postseason against the best pitchers. Oh yeah, but, no, you know, no one hits home the runs. The best pitchers in the pitchers. game give up ten home runs. <laughs> how about that? Oh, look at that. I know. Like if you ask me, you probably have a better chance of like randomly running into one against the best pitchers rather than like you know consistently like having like four great at bats in a row to like get one run across. Yeah, exactly. But you know. 
small ball is best ball. Of course. Bunsen, 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 Bunsen. I'm glad we're just flowing right back into this, even though we've pretty much been off for about a month. Because due to yeah. <laughs> I said you traveled, I traveled, and then the Fourth of July. Um, and then Wednesday. Yeah, I said Maya's <laughs> birthday. Like I was, so was like, yeah, just a lot of not being available. But here we are, and we figured it'd be we a are good here. time to come back to you know, I guess recap how the first half went, and you know, talk about the second half. You know what we're looking forward to. But you know, I guess we should talk about the first half first because you know that makes mathematical sense. Um, there are a lot of dingers. There were a lot of dingers. I believe the Yankees set the first half record for dingers this year, ever. They, they did. They did. I forgot what the number one, but it was a lot. I, also, did you know that John Carlos Stanton is a Yankee? He is, and. Can you believe that, you know, he's starting to hit, like, I don't know, NL MVP Giancarlo Stanton hits? Who would have thought Giancarlo Stanton is good at baseball? Who you know, knew? some people think J.D. Martinez is also the best hitter on the planet, so whatever. But, you know, they actually had to pay for him where our our price was Starlin Castro and chips. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are you? I was about to be impressed if you remembered who besides Starlin Castro went, because I have no idea. Um, I think one was Rafael Devers' cousin, and um, it wasn't Caleb Smith. His brother's old college roommate. Something. Yeah, exactly. Other than that, yeah, like I have, <laughs> I have no idea. Exactly. And they got the they got the Marlins to kick in thirty million dollars. <laughs> Cashman, Cashman does good work. But yeah, I quite think, literally the cash man. Yes, I mean, but yeah, like John uh, Carlos Stanton, you know, yeah, definitely rough start, you know. But according to like you know the Marlins and you know pretty much everybody, like that's John Carlos Stanton. He starts off a little slow sometimes, but once he gets his stride going, he becomes John Carlos Stanton. Exactly. Like people are complaining about his. People are still complaining about his season. But he has, like, 23 home runs and, like, 50-something RBIs at the All-Star break. Terrible. He's awful. Garbage. I I, garbage Carlo Stanton. That was yeah. Now that was terrible. I apologize yeah. for that one. You should. Just go home right now. I am home. <laughs> well, then I guess we got to continue the podcast. I guess so. But, yeah, no, I mean, like, he's doing what they signed him or traded for him for. And I... Just don't see how we can complain about that, and you can. But I mean, there's, there's really not much to complain about. That's the beauty of this season. They won sixty something games. I don't remember the number, and they're on pace to win like a hundred and five. I know. It's like crazy. I mean, that's the thing. Like, they're they had a first half for the ages. Like, you know, not since the '98 Yankees have has a team had a good as. Uh, as good of a start as this one. The only real problem is that they're still in second place because Boston is doesn't know how to lose. Yeah, but like I can't even get mad about that. Neither can I. Like, it, it's not in their control. Yeah, like they can't they can't control what Boston does or does not do. Which is like, what someone really... in the com- I actually like posted in the comments recently, which is rare for me now. But um, no. no, someone actually responded to one of my comments is like. Yes, we can control what Boston does. It it's uh you know, it's like they don't lose to you know, the Yankees shouldn't lose to bad teams like the Orioles or the Rangers. It's like, yeah, that's like, Boston yeah, that's doesn't make still us lose. What though. the Yankees did. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, still the Yankees losing, it's not the freaking Red Sox. Exactly. It's like and I can't I can't possibly be upset with a you know, a six point five three winning percentage in the first half. They they've won sixty two <laughs> games, they've lost thirty I mean thirty three. They're on, like you said, they're on pace for over a hundred wins. I can't be upset at Cashman Yankees if they finish a hundred and five and make the wild card. That's not a problem with the Yankees. It's a problem with the system. You know, the system sucks. I said the wild card system. I've never liked it, but it is what it is. But I can't blame Brian Cashman for putting together a hundred five win team. Yeah, and like I, as much as like we, I think we talked about this in a, a podcast, well, a few podcasts ago, but like. I get the lure behind the one-game playoff. I mean, I, I agree. It's not baseball. It's not what baseball is about. 
but you can't deny it gets exciting, especially if your team's not in it. Oh, it's exciting <laughs> as hell when your team is not So I can see why, like, MLB doesn't want to get rid of it, but there has to be a better way for, like, to figure that out where 100-win teams are not the ones playing a one-game playoff. Yeah, they, they kind of... This is what... What people, this is what created the wild card in the first place, is because the 93 Giants finished with 103 wins and they didn't make the playoffs because the Braves were slightly better that year by like a game or two. And yeah. it's like, whereas like I think the next highest was like 85 or something like that and they made the playoffs. So it's like, that's the real thing. And that's why, what's funny is they created this second wild card thing because the Yankees in 2010 didn't try their hardest to win the division because there was no need for them to win the division. (laughs) It's like they got upset with the Yankees for exploiting the system that you created for that specific purpose. Like, they knew they were going to make it, so it's like, why bother? You know, it's like, we're not going to risk injuring our players to, you know, try to make, oh, hey, we are the AL East champions when they play the same number of games. So I get why the second wild card exists. It's just, it's... Like, I don't so like it because I've never... we find a way for the Yankees to beat the system again. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't like it. You know, I've never liked the original wild card or the new one because I don't like... You know, I'm I'm classic proponent of divisions where I don't like a second-place team making it. So I get the whole point. But it's just, there has to be a better way of doing it than the current way. And I... I'm fine with, like, a, you know, if you wanted to keep divisions, I'm fine with, they do expansion teams, I would like, you know, a four-division format, you know, east, north, south, and west, or something like that, and, you know, that way the first, if you wanted to, even if you wanted to expand the playoffs, which I don't agree with, but, you know, I'm sure they're going to do it, you know, you have a four-team system, then you have the second-place team of each of those divisions face one another, I don't know, like... I don't want baseball becoming football. I know I'm just going on a rant here. It's just... Uh. Hey, you rant about divisions, I rant about milkshakes. It's what we do. That's true. <laughs> I, am good, I am a good ranter. The point is, is like, I'm, I've always been of the belief where baseball playoffs should not be long. Like, you play 150, you know, 162 games a season. It's like, why are you making the play- baseball playoffs a month long i mean i get people yeah. want more baseball but baseball's not designed for a bigger playoff structure i've never i've never liked it like but if you're going to continue to do it you need to find a better system than i think what you have because no matter what either the yankee fan base or the boston fan base is going to be really pissed this year and they're going to have you know a lot of them are going to have a legitimate gripe yeah i mean no matter who ends up pissed they're going to be right yeah except if the red sox are pissed because they're wrong of course, screw them. I mean, like, yeah. like basically, and the thing, you know, with the wild card thing, if the Yankees do make it, and it'd be really bad if they didn't, um, they're not facing the, you know, they're not facing the, like, Indians or the Twins again, you know, for a one-game playoff. They're facing, like, either the Mariners or the way it's going, the Athletics, because they're, right. really, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're really, really good. So, I mean, or they could face Houston, who knows? But, you know, like, with the way the AL Central is right now, that team is not producing a wild card. You know, the, whoever wins the AL Central is going on to the divisional series round. Yeah. So, like, it's essentially going to be like Cleveland stumbling and bumbling their way in there because they don't really need to try. But they have. It's they kind have of. To try. It's kind of like how yeah. LeBron's Cavaliers can stumble and bumble into the playoffs. Yeah. Look, I can make basketball references now. Ha I know. But I mean, like, and that's the thing. Like, Cleveland's bullpen is the worst in the majors right now. Like. By far. And so they're going to have to make some moves. I mean, I don't, like, and I'm not even just saying this because, you know, my girlfriend is a huge Twins fan, but I don't fully trust Cleveland to win that division. I mean, the Twins just had a a 9-2 homestand, and Cleveland's bullpen is apps or 8-2 homestand. But I think, like, their Cleveland's bullpen is garbage. So unless Cleveland makes some moves, you know, I don't count the Twins out of it yet. It's still, you still have a long season and seven point five game lead is not insurmountable it's not i mean yeah you're right like the twins have been playing better of late and eight games is not that absurd when all you're chasing is one team and when you're facing teams like detroit the white Sox, and the royals the and, royals. <laughs> and the twins honestly they do well against uh cleveland they they're you know they have they don't have much trouble beating 
Cleveland. They, yeah. You know, they, they're one of those teams that they tend to do well against. So, like, anything is still possible. And, they have, and again, both of those teams face a division of rebuilders and just otherwise crappy teams. But, yeah. So, I mean, besides the point, the point is the Yankees have done really, really well. <laughs> getting back to that. Yeah, getting back to our team, like, there's... You know, there's nothing wrong with this team that a trade or two can't really help secure. Yeah, I mean, the biggest weakness is what we've always known was going to be the weakness, and it turned out to be the weakness, is the starting pitching. Yeah. I mean, you have Luis Severino, who is absolutely the Yankees' ace. He's one of the best pitchers, not just in the American League, not just on the Yankees, but in baseball. Yeah. And then it's like shrug emoji? Well, I mean, Sabathia has done well, but the problem with Sabathia is he, 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 he can't really pride length. <laughs> yeah, he's like he really can't face the lineup a third. I mean, sometimes he can, but for the most part, you want him out by the sixth, most likely, unless he's really on. In which, when he's really on, like he's you know almost unhittable, you know. Because or... yeah, and honestly, like even like the fact that you you know you like. Um... Uh, one of our Ryans wrote an article today about how, like, the Yankees need to give Sabathia a short leash. I'm like, I agree with that, but they just really can't afford to, especially if he's kind of on, because they're not getting length from anybody except Severino, and that's the problem. Yeah, I mean, like, Tanaka, I love Tanaka, you know, but he's, you know, he's an injury risk, and, you know, he gives up, he still gives up dingers. I mean, that's that's his clear weakness, you know. And, when, I mean, when Tanaka's on, he's damn near unhittable, but, you know, if he struggles a little bit you know he's given up he's given up dingers can't do yeah, i mean yeah he's then, been very pretty inconsistent so far this year and then he spent some time on the dl but then you have like domingo Armand. yeah who's who's like going four innings every every time out yeah i mean like he he shows you know he flashes signs of brilliance sometimes but other than you know he's not someone you can truly rely on yet because he's he's brand new he's young and he yeah. and he does and like he's not louis severino despite what yankee fans would have you believe sometimes you know that unless he develops like a better third pitch like he's not you know he's not all that impressive yet i mean things can happen but as of right now you can't and then and then there's sunny gray uh. you know what's funny is too like that's my analysis on him <laughs> i know people people are upset that the yankees have lost a lot to the Orioles, and for me, it's like that's baseball. The problem, the real problem for me is Sonny Gray is very badly inconsistent, and when he pitches badly, we lose. So yeah, that's it's like if you want if you want my opinion to why the Yankees are 4.5 games behind the Red Sox right now, it's Sonny Gray. He you well, know, wasn't that wasn't there like a whole thing where they were like they went like tw- like 45 and 10. In games not started by Sonny Gray, but like went like three and seven in games start seventeen started in by him. Like obviously I'm exaggerating my numbers to prove a point, but it was some absurd comparison like that where he he was just not keeping the Yankees in the game, like not giving them a chance. Like I understand struggling, you know, every once in a while. Even if he like gave up like four runs or whatever, that would be a welcome sight. But like he goes. Gives up six, seven runs, and like by the second, third inning, it's like, okay, what, what are we even here for? Yeah, exactly. And they need to figure that out. Like, you know, you hope maybe he can have a rebounded, you know, he can rebound in the second half. But again, that's something you really can't rely on right now. And again, especially not when your fifth starter is Domingo Herman or, you know, Luis Sessa. Although yeah, and Sessa, can we can although, we get over the charade that like Austin Romine is going to help Sonny Ray? All right, all right. Let's. We'll get into Romine hate later. We're discussing the pitching <laughs> right now. Thank you very much. Well, I was related. <laughs> it kinda, but yeah. We were talking about Sunny Gray. That's fair. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> but the point is, we'll, we'll get into Romine later, Shaw. But, but yeah, no, yeah, no. It's clear that you know Romine is not Sunny Gray's savior here. He he's you know Sunny Gray is Sunny Gray no matter what. But you know you hope he can rebound, but because. Their their fifth starter is at this point Domingo Herman or Luis Sessa, and I will grant Luis Sessa actually pitched a very good game against the Orioles, but I still do not trust Luis Sessa to do that consistently, especially considering he did face the worst team in the division, and by division yeah. I mean baseball. So, like, congrats, you beat the O's. I don't know what to tell you. 
Like, it's the most red balloon emoji start I could think of. <laughs> so, but they need a starting pitcher. I mean, the problem is, I don't know who exactly is out there that they're going to be able to... I mean, maybe they can get a Jay Happ or Cole Hamels or, oh my god, uh. they're actually considering bringing back Nathan Evaldi. So, I mean, that's where we are on potentially available starting pitchers. Go get me Matt Harvey. That's where I am right now. <laughs> I have, I, I, I initially wrote that um, potential tar- trade target post just because I wanted to see the world burn, but I convinced myself that he might be the best option out there. He's like he's having Cole a Hamels. Resurgence, you know, I he's younger than like the Cole Hamels and Jay Happs of this world, so and he's like and Cole Hamels and Jay Happ did I. I don't care about them, and also they've just been pitching worse as of late, whereas, like, Harvey's at least trending in the right direction. Um, one of the writers on Beyond the Box Score, which is uh, one of SB Nation's other baseball sites, he wrote about, like, Harvey's mechanics, like, like Harvey's had basically made some small adjustments to his mechanics, which possibly is helping with, like, fastball velocity, it's up generating more ground balls. He hasn't a home run in his last six starts. I'm like, good things, good trend to follow. It's not like he's just like done the same exact thing and he's just getting, he's just, you know, getting luckier pitching. There's actual changes he's made that's showing improvement. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and at the worst, in the worst case scenario, if he's like not good, it's like, it's still going to be either exactly the same as like Domingo Herman or Sonny Gray, it sounds like it is gonna it's gonna be any worse. I mean, and he's a he's a rental. You're not stuck with him either. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's the Reds, so it probably won't cost you much in terms of prospects. Which, you know, with a J.A. Happ because he's in the division, or the Rays with you know Valdi because he's in the division. You know, they you know the divisional rivals will probably charge you a bit more because they don't want to help your team out. So. Yep. I mean, with the Reds, and, like, and with the Reds, like like you said, like you know, they're they're not really giving a crap about like putting a Yankee premium premium on it. Plus, you know, Harvey's history recently. It's not like they they're going to be able to ask for the world for him. I mean, the the real you know the real problem with Matt bringing Matt Harvey back is just going to be the media because oh, yeah, they I mean, are going to be all over him for his time in New York on the Mets with all the external stuff, and they're going to be like searching for that like a-rod going to a bar and gambling searching for like anything paparazzi-ish so oh no for sure the media is going to be awful the fans are going to be awful just because you know people the fans are going to be truly awful simply because i think there's a lot of yankee fans out there who wouldn't mind Matt Harvey for the simple fact that they know he yes. piss off Mets fans especially yeah. if they I, if he does well I included that in my thing. I was like, this is an added bonus. If he, like, pitches well and helps the Yankees in the playoff push, like, just imagine just, like, the, the Mets fans' tears. It would have been great. It would be great. Yeah. So, I mean, look, we all want Jacob deGrom, but Jacob deGrom is going to cost you a lot, you know. That, and, and mind you, I'm not opposed to it. We, I'm just saying. We don't even know if he's available. That's the thing. That's the thing, like. I don't know if he's available. I also don't know if the Mets would trade him to us because the Mets are the Mets. And yeah. there's also the fact that, like, look, I get why people obviously say the Mets should trade Jacob deGrom because the Mets are not going anywhere for some time, and he is absolutely – you could rebuild your farm on him alone. So I get it. But he's also under control for a while, and, you know, even if you rebuild your farm – you know, you don't know who you're getting, and the Mets do need someone to actually bring people in, and that someone is Jacob Degrom. So, yeah, I mean, maybe try. For yeah, four. like we don't know if he's available, and if he is, we don't know if he's available to us. Like, yeah, it makes sense logically, like you're saying, but you know, Mets. Mets, yes, exactly. So, I mean, you know, people talk Madison Bumgarner, and I mean, we'll get to you know the Dodgers just acquired Manny Machado so I don't know how far the Giants think they can go but I doubt they're gonna suddenly like say we're calling it quits and selling this year I mean the Giants well they're only like three games back too that's the thing they're close that that division is really close except for the Padres obviously but uh oh yeah yeah I mean the 
Yeah, the Giants were. Eric Cosmer was not the solution. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. Man, you know, you just think of like how many like bad franchises are out there, like the Mets, the Orioles, the Padres, the Marlins. Uh, just like, questionable decisions out there. I mean, the Reds have become somewhat more respectable lately, you know, but you know they're not. Okay. No, maybe not. I don't know. I like their ballpark. Okay. I think they're just there. They're kind of just there. Yeah, like, yeah, pretty much. That I think that's really the which only... Which I guess is a, I guess it's a positive compared to, like, the Baltimore, the Orioles and, like, the Metses of the world. I get, I don't, yeah, they're kind of just there where they're not, like, dysfunctionally embarrassing, like the Orioles <laughs> and the Mets. They're just bad. <laughs> yeah, they're just, just bad and there, but not, like, embarrassingly dysfunctional. Plus, they do have uh, Joey Votto. Yes, Joey Votto is a treasure. And Scooter Jeanette, and Scooter. who suddenly yeah. <laughs> learned how to hit dingers, which is I love. Yeah. But back back to the Yankees. But yes, their biggest need is obviously starting pitching. You know that's you know they don't really need bullpen help. I mean, mind you, I would love Brad Hand from the Padres for the puns alone, which is how I judge puns pretty much. Alone. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much how I judge every trade and whatever. I was like, how can I pun his name well for headlines and. Brad Hand, the possibilities are endless. Exactly. Yes, they just go hand in hand. They do. See? I'll have to give you a hand thank you. in coming up with these headlines. Yeah, thank you. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just don't know what pitchers are going to be available from, you know, teams. You know, I don't know. I mean, you know, the, the Nationals are still going to compete, so they're not giving up any of their gems. I mean, they're not giving up. Not when they have Bryce Harper and Max Scherzer on the team. Yeah, exactly. And like again, the Mets—they should absolutely trade Degrom and Thor if they don't think they can, you know, make it in the next two or three years. But the Mets are delusionally Mets. So who knows? Who knows? Not even God knows what the Mets are doing. So that's basically it. With them. That's true. And I, you know, the <laughs> Angels—the Angels already said like they have no interest in. Um, trading like for Skaggs or Henny, so that's right out. So who knows? I mean, who who actually knows what pitchers are available? I mean, I don't know if the Royals or White Sox have any decent pitching. Someone mentioned um, Carlos Mont- Martinez from the the Cardinals, but they're still in the hunt. You know, they're not out of it yet. So who who knows? Basically, this entire trade season. Outside of Manny Machado is just a giant shrug emoji. Pretty much. I mean, the Orioles should not stop at um, Machado. They should trade Jones. They should trade Britain. You know, anyone of value, they should absolutely move because they're not going anywhere for a while. No. Rebuild your farm. And, you know, (laughs) I think... I think think the Orioles still have a chance. They're only 39 and a half games back from first. Yeah, they, they the only team doing worse than this year are the... Royals, and mind you, that's because the Orioles compete against us for some weird reason. But boy, is that going to be harder without Manny Machado? <laughs> <laughs> wow, they're thirty-nine, and I mean that's more a testament to how well like the Red Sox and the Yankees are playing. But thirty-nine and a half games back is actually quite hilarious. I mean, the they Rays... have a minus one hundred and fifty-nine run differential. Yeah, I mean, like, you look at the Rays. The Rays are two games above 500. They're 18 games out of first place. So, I mean, what does that tell you? The Yankees are good. Yes, and unfortunately, so are the Red Sox. But, you know, screw them. (laughs) That's right. But. Showed them who's boss. Indeed. But, yeah, so, I guess we should continue. We kind of skipped ahead to what the Yankees need to do in the second half a little bit, but I guess we should just quickly go over the first half. All right. Judge, incredible. Didi, had a bad May. Uh, Anduar, needs to work on his defense, but his hitting is incredible. Glaber, good. Uh, Greg Bird, starting to come alive. Um, Brett Gardner, Brett Gardner. That's really all you have to say. (laughs) Aaron Hicks, really starting to come into his own. Um, Kyle Higashioka, only hit stingers and continue doing that, please. And Austin Romine is uh, Shaw. Would you like to say something? Uh, there we go. There it is. <laughs> I will, again, he has actually done well for a backup this year. 
Uh, in terms he of- did, but like he, ever since he like <laughs> became like the starter, he's like crapped the bed again well, well, because- and became Austin Romine. Yeah, which, which is-, is funny because you know with more consistent playing time, he'd be even better than Gary Sanchez. No, he wouldn't. He sucks. No, again, like I think I forget who uh, tweeted either Mark Craig or Katie Sharp or someone, but basically saying like um, since Gary Sanchez has been on the DL. 18 out of 20 stolen base attempts have gone through successful. And it's like, yeah, how about that? Gary Sanchez completely shuts down the running game. Who would have thought? Who knew? Who knew? But, but you know. Exactly. He, he's uh, he's going to make something great pitch better. The good news is that, you know, um, Gary Sanchez is healing and he's hitting dingers in um, AAA right now. So that's they expect him back, I think, Friday? Or today, I guess, which would be when this podcast is going up. But, you know, they expect him back soon. Glaber's expected back, I think, next week, if possible. So that's the beauty of this Yankees team. You know, you think of they're only 4.5 games behind Boston right now, but they've also been playing injured. They've, they've lost a starter, and they lost their probable Rookie of the Year candidate with Glaber um, and Gary Sanchez. Well, mind you, Gary Sanchez has had a slow start, but that could be because he was playing injured. Who knows? So this team can get better, and it probably will, especially, like, if Greg Bird is starting to come into his own, which it looks like he is. Uh, Aaron yeah, I mean, well. since, like, the end of June, like, I think it was, like, the June 29 game against the Red Sox where he hit, like, two home runs. Since then, he's OPSing close to, like, 950. So he's really starting to come alive. Yeah. And it was just about, like, you know, getting him healthy, getting his timing. I've, I mean... Yes, I, I'm, I'm a Greg Bird defender, but he's starting to show why. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, like Gary Sanchez, like he is not the 190 hitter that he was like, this season. You know he's going to hit better than he has been. He just this this time on the disabled list could be like a blessing in disguise. You know that's like weird to call a disabled list stunt a good thing. But maybe it'll help, you know, reset, get him reset. Like you said, yeah, he sh- should be activated for the first game or today's game and then getting Glaber back, I think. And especially with Stanton doing well again, Judge kind of was in a little bit of a slump. But, you know, if everybody starts doing what they can do, it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And that's that's the best that's the best thing. Like, this team can get better. And again, I think, if to remember, the second half, they have a much easier schedule. Like, very, like, not that difficult at all. I think they said, like, they don't face the Astros anymore. Um, they face Boston, and they've done well against Boston. I think they face Cleveland again, maybe. But, you know, and, and maybe the Mariners one more time. And I think that's the, you know, obviously they'll face the, the Rays and the Blue Jays because that won't go away. But, I mean, like, they're not really facing that many over 500 teams coming up except oh, yeah i think i saw something where it was like they had like yeah i don't i, I th- think i saw something where i was like they only have like 16 or 18 games left against like over 500 teams and like nine of them are against the red sox yeah something like that like it, it they have a definite easy schedule coming i mean they're coming off and they're facing the mets so yeah mind you again Anything can happen, you know. I don't discourage that, but it's like their schedule. Yeah, they face the like this. The remainder of this month, they face the Mets three games, the Rays three games, the Royals four games, and then they face the Orioles again. So I mean, mind you, we've had problems against the Orioles, but they have to get right. over that. <laughs> but yeah, then then they face the Red Sox, then three games against the White Sox, four more games against the Rangers, the Blue uh, the Rays, Blue Jays. They face the Marlins for two games. The Orioles another four, and the White Sox again, the Tigers, it's like, I'm just looking at the remainder of their schedule. The White Sox again, after the Tigers, the Rangers, the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Marlins twice again, one game against the Royals, right, rain out suck. And then the Orioles, oh, and then, and then the Twins, you know, they three games against the Twins in September, and they close out with the Rays and the Red Sox, so it's like, your schedule is not bad heading up. No. And they have enough games against Boston themselves where, like, that's where you're going to make up the ground. Beat up the teams you should be and then be ready for the Red Sox. Yep. Exactly. And that's that's how you win. You know, that it's... Yeah. 
But I swear, like, people were just acting like a 4.5 game lead is insurmountable. I'm like, what? What are we talking about here? <laughs> but It's doable. I mean, the second half, should, it's going to be fun. It's going to suck if the Yankees end up in the wild card, but it's going to be a fun ride to get there. Yeah, and again, this, this, this team is still very young. It can do so much, and they still have a stacked farm. You know, it, it doesn't seem like this team is going to get bad, like, really soon, like, or at all. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think the farm is as great as like people are making it. I don't think there's as much like top tier talent in the farm left as much as there's just a lot of depth in the farm, well, which is not a bad thing. It's because but, we like, I mean, there's doubts up too. It's like Gla- right. Glaber yeah. is up and he's doing so well. But that's exactly what I'm saying. Like you have Severino, Judge, Bird, Gary, Glaber, uh, all these. They, they, they're all playing and contributing to the major league team and contributing, like, uh, playing well. Yeah, I, mean, I don't like, think it's like they have any more glares just hiding in the... Because there's, I mean, Florial and, like, Sheffield are probably highlight, like, you know, the, are probably the two top prospects in the system. I and mean, I think there's, like, doubt about them now, but, like, that's not still... Not much. I they mean, still have talent. Yeah. And you still have, you know, Clint Frazier, if someone goes down... You know, you you have depth enough to make up for the injuries, which is what they've done. I mean, so it's hard. Again, I I can't be upset at the Yankees this year. They've done so well. Yeah. I mean, just need you need Sonny Gray to pitch better. You need you know Gary to come back healthy and do well. Greg Bird to keep it up, and you know Glaber to be Glaber. And again, there's there's still plenty of time before you know the trade deadline is not not here yet so there's time to make moves if you think you can improve the team so yeah it's just i i have no idea what's even available <laughs> no and we we won't know until like you know cashman does like his the thing. 31st yeah yeah so well obviously Literally manny machado's not available like, so we know that yes <laughs> sorry unless this was all part of cashman's plan maybe get the or get the dodgers to trade for him and then trade for uh, trade with the Dodgers for him. Hey, why not? Bold. That'd be kind of awesome if that ended up. I know. <laughs> Obviously not happening, but it'd be funny in a giant f you to the Orioles. You didn't want to give him to us? Well, I got him anyway. I know. But I don't know why he turned into the Wicked Witch of the West when he said that. Ah, my dear. But he did. All right. I don't know what the hell just happened here, but I think it's time to move on to our Yankee and. <laughs> Mitre of the first half, not the week, because, again, baseball, but, uh, yeah, going first half of the time. So, Shaw, who was your um, Mitre of the first? I forget which one we start with. So, yeah. Uh, I think we do Mitre first. Of course, yeah, get that out of the way. So, who is your Mitre of the first half? I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but continue. In uh, extremely shocking turn of events, my Mitre of the first half is Sonny Gray. Yeah. How about Yeah, he's... He, who would have seen that coming? I know. Like, he's had random games where he's looked absolutely brilliant, and I don't know what's about those games is different. Is he just, like, out of his own head, or what's going on? But, like, if we could get more of that, where he's, like, going seven innings of, like, one or run one run or less, yeah, that's awesome. And he would legitimately be a number two to Luis Severino. It's just the consistency. It's not even that he's been inconsistent. He has been consistent. He's been consistently bad. That's what he's been consistent at, is not being good. And he's just shown random signs of good. Yeah. Although it feels the other way around, where he had a few bad games, but, you know, mostly he was fine. That would be awesome. And I'm sorry, but Gary Sanchez is not your problem. Yeah. You have to, like, when he gets back, Gary Sanchez better start, like, catching uh, Sonny Gray, because I'm tired of knowing that, the lineup is going to be weakened every time Sonny uh, Gray pitches because he needs Austin Roman behind the plate because, you know, his little smudge is going to get Gray to pitch better. <laughs> oh, sorry, should I tell you how I really feel? No. <laughs> Go. But please, do continue. <laughs> I think that's kind of where I was. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, just be better, Sonny Gray. Be better. I know. Please, come on. Who's your uh, Mitre of the first half? You see, I actually had a hard time because obviously our Mitres would both be Sonny Gray, but I can't right. do that. 
So as reluctant as I am to do it, I think I have to give it to Gary Sanchez. Just because yeah. he, he has not had a good first half at all, being as injured or, you know, he's just not swinging as well. And again, like, I'm not discouraged by him because I think Gary Sanchez is uh, one of the best catchers in the majors. And, you know, you have rough starts. You know, every player does in some, you know, some points in their tenure. But, yeah, Gary Sanchez could use to hit a little better, you know, and, you know, Pass balls, while he has improved on it, it's still an issue he needs to work with. But again, that's something that can be taught over time. So I can't, I'm not too upset with him, but as of right now, since Sonny Gray is gone, he would probably be my uh, Mitre, because I, I can't remember like enough bad bullpenning to pick like a bullpen member. I mean, Chase. I mean. Jason I don't care is, about Jason Shreve yeah, enough to exactly. like Exactly. <laughs> like he's done well enough where I don't care. So and I can't remember, you know, players that have been DFA'd, you know, bullpen pitchers at this point. So Yeah. I mean David like, they're Hale not important didn't even pitch that terribly, but you know, they he's not. He was just like a victim of circumstance. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, hey, shout outs to AJ Cole too. He's done well since they picked him up, but yeah. But yeah, so I mean, as of right now, I would say I would say Gary. You know, he's. I, I, I mean, that's definitely fair. I will say to his credit, at least like the power has been there. He has 14 home runs. Like his he has a WRC plus of 96, which obviously is not good, but it's not like that below average. Oh yeah. It's like he's been okay. He's he's not been great or good by any means. He's not. Um, been the, Gary the power we know. the power has helped mask some of the other. His other issues, but yeah, just he needs to get back and hit well and be Gary Sanchez again. Exactly, and like I said, that I, for me it's like kind of a testament to how well this team has been because I can't really complain much about Gary Sanchez. Okay, okay, you know what? I did actually think of someone I could give the other Mitre of the week to, uh, first half, and maybe I'm gonna shift my answer there, but I'm gonna go with Neil Walker. He has. You know, I kind of forgot he was on the team. So did I, and I just remembered he's on the team, and I remembered he's not been doing well. Like, <laughs> you know, so forget what I said. Gary Sanchez is not my Mitre of the first half. It is actually Neil Walker. He, it's a, you know, yeah. I mean, I can't be too upset because we got him on cheap and we have needed him for depth, kinda. So, but he has not performed up to even Neil Walker standards of being, you know, being a player. So, I'm just going to give it to Neil Walker. You know what? Sorry, sorry, Gary Sanchez. Forgive me. I love you. Come back and hit dingers. He's going he's gonna to listen to this podcast and be very upset with you. Oh, number one uh, Pasop fan, uh, Num- Gary Sanchez. Number one Pasop fan, Gary Sanchez. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, Neil Walker, Mitre of the first half. Um, I have no problem with them DFAing him at this point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, once Glaber's healthy, like, there's just really no reason to keep you, Walker around yeah, you anymore. Have, you have Tyler Wade. He has been doing well on backup, and, you know, he's fast. So, like, you can bring yeah. him in as a like, really good pinch runner. So, like, the one thing Walker was able to provide was, like, depth at first base. But, like, now Greg Bird's back. You have Tyler Austin. You have Brandon Drury. Yeah, you have Austin you, Romine. You, he can back you up at first, too, if you really need to. So, I don't. I'm sorry, but I'm just. I'm just saying that <laughs> Neil Walker really does not serve much of a purpose on this team because Tyler Wade can no. play you know, multiple positions. So, yeah. Yeah, he he needs he can go. Right. Who is your? It was fun while it lasted. Yeah, you know, lots of puns. Good, cool. All right, Shaw. Yeah. Who is your uh, Yankee of the first half? My Yankee of the first half is gonna come as a shock because some people may not know that he's actually a Yankee, but. It's John Carlos Stanton, is it really? who is a Yankee. Okay. It is John Carlos Stanton. He had a rough start to the year, but since then he's been he since he like kind of turned it around and picked it back up. He's been John Carlos Stanton again. He's been a threat or a force at the plate. He's been exactly what you hope for since you know he's returned to form. His overall like slash line on the season is like he has he's batting two seventy eight, he's OPSing two sixty four, he has twenty three home runs, fifty five runs batted in. Like he's doing what you expected him to do. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I mean, there might be more deserving uh, Yankees of the first half than John Carlo. Just he got, he got enough hate for me to give him the love. Oh, 
That's so sweet of you. I know. And he's know. listening, too, because, you know, obviously, he is. you know, number one Passat fan. He's number fan, one Passat fan. John Carlos in. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no sweet boy, Stoparlo. That's right. And then... oh, can can I make John Sterling my uh, Mitre of the first half? No, just for because... that word vomit? No, because, uh, like a good Glaber, Torres is there, is brilliant. And so is his addition to Adidas, where this is the dawning of the age of Gregorius. Those are brilliant enough, where I, he's, he's... Those are good. He, is, he can be excused... That, does, that, does that excuse the freaking word vomit that is... Yes, it does. It does. So. He doesn't even say it the same time each way, yeah. each time. I don't care. It's always some sort of different vomit sound followed by Arlo. I don't care. Like a good glaber, Arlo is there is go- that good. That's brilliant. That is really good, exactly. though. Exactly. So no. That is really good. All right. So who is my Yankee of the Week, Shaw? And by week, I mean first half. <laughs> Am I supposed to answer that? No. Is it David Robertson? Uh, no. I was surprised you didn't oh. actually answer that. Um, I was gonna, but Giancarlo needed my love. No. No, my Yankee of the first, ha- uh, first half is absolutely uh, Luis Severino. Um, he's yeah, been that's... the ace the Yankees have been long looking for. Uh, it's, it's clearly showing that like last year was not a fluke. When Luis Severino was on... He is as dominant as like the best pitchers in the majors, and it is a pleasure to watch him pitch well. Uh, I, I don't know how much heaping praise, but I mean I think he leads the American League in wins right now. So, I mean that shouldn't boost up his Cy Young case, but it's absolutely going to. And you, it, it's hard pressed to you know yeah you have your Chris Sales, you have your Max Scherzers, you have your Clayton Kershaws, but it is nice to see like Severino is clearly in that upper echelon of. Uh, ace pitchers in the majors like and that's why I was like imagine adding a Jacob deGrom to that and it'd be incredible so I you know there I could always give it to Judge because Judge has been Aaron Judge like he's showing his second half's not a fluke I love Gardner because Brett Gardner's just been Brett Gardner like they're they're showing no reason why they would want him off the team except for age maybe and you know you want to make room for a younger player but but no it's got to be Severino for me He's just been everything we needed him to be, and it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, Severino is probably the correct answer. Like, yeah. It's not like, I don't think you can have a right or wrong answer unless you choose Austin Romine for, like, your Yankee of anything. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've done sometimes, and I've, I can feel And that anger. was wrong. <laughs> but Luis Severino is very much so, like, yeah, he's been the Yankee. He's definitely like the Yankee of the first half for sure. That's the correct answer. Yeah. And it's not just the American League. He leads baseball and wins. Like again, wins are not indicative of a, a pitcher's performance by any means whatsoever. But damn. But <laughs> what? No, that I was just saying. But but damn. Oh, but damn. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't hear the butt damn, so I was like, what? No. Now butt damn just sounds like something else. Anyway. It's not named the podcast. Yeah. For that. Sevy good. <laughs> yeah. Sevy sexy. I mean, I, I said I could have as an honorable mention would have been Glaber Torres because uh, with Otani injured, he is pretty much the front runner for Rookie of the Year. And, <laughs> oh my God, he has been phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Glaber's been great. He's been like a good Glaber. Yes, he has. But, yeah, so, I mean... I guess that's pretty much it for this podcast, this Basop. Um, yeah, I mean, we, basically what's upcoming is going to be mainly trade deadline stuff, and it should be an exciting trade deadline. I mean, I am I would not be shocked if Cashman stays put. I mean, but I know he's going to try to get pitching because he has to. But, I mean, if nothing good is available, we'll see. Yeah, I mean... That's the thing. That's like what it all comes down to is who's available. Like he's gonna do what he can. He's gonna try and get like you know improve this team. That you if you see you know Cashman's track record. He's gonna try and improve it. He's gonna do his best. It's just a matter of what's out there. He can't control that. He's gonna do what he can control. Yeah, he's he's absolutely try. gonna try for I think Degrom or Thor from the Mets. But again, he's limited by the teams well, he's, he's dealing like with. Lurking in the weeds, I think was that one tweet. I know. I want to. I also wanted you to make a he's... Photoshop with him like behind the bush or something. Oh my! <laughs> no, no, that's what you need to do. Um, 
there's a, you know the Seinfeld skit with the second spitter. You just need to do that and put Cashman's face on it. Of, oh, I have to find that clip now. <laughs> oh, we're we're doing that, Shaw. You have a, you have a project. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> you have a project. You have a project, damn it. But yeah, again, we'll see who's available. But for right now, that's that's pretty much all we got. Speculation and hope that Cashman gets us another uh, pretty decent starting pitcher to help help collect innings. Everything else has been good, though. Yeah. Offense has been a phenomenal. Bullpen's been as good as advertised, especially with uh, Dellen becoming Dellen again. You know, rough patch for him too in the beginning, but um, when he's boy, when he's on, he is he's downright lights out. You know, D. Rob still good. You know, Chapman doing what Chapman does. Screw him anyway. Um, and yeah, uh, Chad Green still being decent. I mean, they still they're that's the other thing. Like the bullpen can still improve because they can get Tommy Canley back. So. I mean, hopefully he's good. Yeah, he's been seeing really well in for the Rail Riders. I think they're just like it's weird because he's had like a good month now, like an extremely good month. But I think they're just like his velocity isn't there yet. So I don't know what's going on with Tommy Canley. It's been a very weird season for him. Yeah, they must see something wrong. Yeah, I mean. Because otherwise he'd be back up. So clearly, uh, yeah, there's no reason not just to keep him down there for funsies. Yeah. Exactly, but yeah. all right. So I think that wraps up we'll this see. our, our uh, halftime All Star Pasop. <laughs> Thank you, Shaw. All right, you're so, welcome. So it's good. It's good to be back. Uh, if you want to listen to more Pasops or future Pasops or past Pasops, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, you can follow us on Pinstripe Alley itself. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. I think we're on Instagram still, unless, you know, we got kicked off for some weird reason. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at I'm not an HR hitter. Uh, Shaw, can they follow you anywhere? Yeah, because of his terrible uh, all-star game takes, you can follow me on Twitter, at me on Twitter, at Mr. Brian Kenny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> calling him out. Bravo. I am calling him out in his terrible all-star game takes where he wants it to matter. Exactly. Oh, please, at me at... Mr. Brian Kenny, and tell me about your real feelings. <laughs> Especially for this Pasop. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think that about wraps up the first half of baseball. I'm looking forward to the second half immensely. So am I. All right, cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, as always, go Yankees. Uh, go Brian Cashman during the trade deadline. And caca. Caca! All right. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Yeah.